Just wait till we do the, the one about your your folder, your your schedule for your schedules. And what what is it that you have? Yeah. Like your uh, uh, like a your log folder for your log. folders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, yeah. it. <laughs> your log of your logs. It makes sense. Huh? A yeah. log. Makes sense. Yeah. A log a file to make sure you're <laughs> tracking all your logs. HACCP log of my HACCP <laughs> logs here. Yeah, you guys Harry, got your intro. You guys got your <laughs> intro. <laughs> Harry does love his logs. It's another Friday. This week I did it my way. I made lots of juice and now I feel a boost. Baby say, oh, it's the way I make my juice. Pressing fruits and roots. This week I did it my way. Baby say, oh, now let's have some fun. There is nothing greater than Friday's act of nature. Ow, 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 ow! What's up, my juice lovers? Welcome to... The drum roll's not playing. Uh, Nature Radio, the podcast where juice bar owners come to learn how to run a more profitable juice business. This is your host, Charlie Welloffer, my co-host, plural, Chef Ari Sexter, and juice bar entrepreneur, Olivia Esquivel. What's up, guys? Olivia's still coming to us from Spain. That was a little Um, kind of a Spanish intro you had there, Charlie. I heard like a little rolling of the R. I know it was. I didn't mean <laughs> to do nice. it. It was kind of sub subconscious because because <laughs> I'm there. Because you're in Spain, yeah. I like it. Um, how how are they handling your blue hair over there? Your purple hair. It's sorry. purple. <laughs> blue hair was yours. I've made that mistake. Um, there's, yeah, um, there's a lot of different color hair here, so it's not as shocking oh, really? I think as yeah in the states. But I still have had a couple people stop and ask me for my guy, so I'm still feeling pretty mm. good about it. Yeah, I'll have to think. I have to think about when it's appropriate for me to bust out my wig again. It has to be like, you know, it was appropriate for the um, spirulina episode. Yeah. So we'll. I'll have to think about it. I have a pink but, one I can send you for Pattaya Week if we want to focus on oh, Pattaya foods. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I could do a red one for Watermelon Juice Week. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So this podcast is brought to you by Good Dater, the world leader. In cold press juice machines and juice bar consulting, founded by my dad in 1976. I should also start to add in the intro that we are also now the only online marketplace specifically for juice bars and wellness cafes. Uh, for B2B business marketplace, you can buy all of your premium juice bar ingredients in bulk on goodnature.com. We're adding more vendors every week. We just got... Um, A new brand of protein powder on there today called 22 Days. All natural vegan protein powder. No gums, no fillers, no artificial sweeteners. Uh, Really awesome stuff. So that just launched today. We have some more exciting stuff coming soon. Keep checking back there. Um, If you'd like to send us a voicemail to read on the air and answer a question or download valuable resources, head over to goodnature.com slash radio. You can also send us a question via email at radio at goodnature.com. Something I just uh, fired up today. So if you want to send us an email question, radio at goodnature.com. If you want to get on a free 30-minute consultation with Ari and Olivia, 
You can also fill out the little form there at goodnature.com slash radio. And don't forget to join in the discussion on the Good Nature Juicing Facebook group. Um, link below. And if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please do so now so that you don't have to wait for us to send out the email. Okay, this week is all about juices versus smoothies. So this is a common debate, and juice bar owners get a lot of questions about this all the time. I've had many debates with people about this. Very heated debates that sometimes ended violence. Um, Very uh, violent. (laughs) No, I, I, I wrote an article about this years ago. And I start the article with a story of when I was picked up by Uber. I landed in L.A. at LAX. Uber driver picked me up, starts telling me all about her cool idea she had for a um, lazy river immersion tank. <laughs> Which, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that works. But <laughs> Patent pending on that. I don't even know how that's possible. But anyway, <laughs> I feel like there'd be some drownings. Um, yeah. But uh, then she asked me what I do for a living, and I told her, you know, I own this company that makes commercial juice machines. And then immediately she goes from, like, sort of cheerful and friendly to, like, oh, well, I don't use a juicer because it makes too much waste. I use a Vitamix. Uh-oh. And then, I don't know, it's weird. She didn't really want to talk to me after that. But... <laughs> i I just find it so strange how people take such a hard line on this issue i mean either way you're consuming raw fruits and vegetables right whether it's a smoothie or juice like i don't really care like if you prefer smoothies i i consume both all the time all week long you know it's like sometimes but juice sometimes i have a smoothie sometimes i even have both in the same day i know that sounds crazy but it does happen um so Olivia, like, as a juice bar owner, yeah, do you do you have to train your staff to answer these types of questions? Because people will, well, well, let's start there, I guess, and that, then I have a list of yeah. like, specific things people say we can get into later. Yeah, it's. Um, I will say that most of my staff, when they come to me, they come to me because they want to join the Southern Press Juicery culture, and so they've already usually they already know the product when they come in the door. Um, and so they're not really newbies. They're people that juice at home or, you know, eat healthy at home. And so they're, they're already sort of familiar with the concept. So it's not so much my staff that I've had to train. I would say it's more of, um, guests that often will come in. And for me, what I've noticed is they get the two confused that what confuses them is they're not knowledgeable on the term cold pressed juice, um, and so they're used to maybe going into a juice bar or juicing at home themselves where they're watching somebody juice. It's coming out of a spout. It's going into a cup and it's being consumed. So I, th- I think what happens is they walk in, they see my girls at the smoothie bar making things and they think that's juice. And then for some reason, the universe in this industry, you know, the, some of the bigger companies started to put smoothies in bottles like Suja, I think after they ran through the cold press honeymoon, then they started calling things that were also in a bottle smoothies and they were on the same shelf and they're being sold at the same price. And I personally think that's what confused a lot of people. Um, 
so a lot of times when I have to have the discussion, I'm saying, no, the girls over here are making our superfood smoothies. We've made our juices in the back. We make them fresh every day, which again confuses them because they think fresh means I'm making it right now and handing it to you. So I have to explain that it's still a fresh juice. It's just going through the cold press juice process. What happens in that process, um, you know, and how it's put into a bottle and then sold. So usually it's, for me, it's been that sort of conversation. Um, I just sort of think of it as like when I was growing up, you know, like a smoothie is something you make in a blender. It's cold. You drink it with a straw. It's frozen consistency. And a juice is something that's, you know, room temp or cold and that you drink out of a glass or a, or a bottle. I don't I don't know. Maybe I'm missing like part of the conversation. But yeah. to me, it's not really all that much rocket science. I don't know why people get so I, insulted about it. I think it's a lot with the cultures, too. Like outside yeah. the U.S., there's so many people that refer to like blending something in. As you know, being yeah, right, and yeah, you know, I I think uh, the hard line is really you have whole food in there. You know, say you have like soft produce where you blend it Mm -hmm. in with like a juice and use it like a puree to flavor a juice. Then I think that is where it becomes a smoothie. You know, technically, you know, and I I think those major brands are kind of doing the right thing where they're. They're, they were selling juice and then they're adding purees and pureed items in their juices and labeling as a smoothie. Hopefully they are just so that they can differentiate when people get like those grocery store juices that are pasteurized. Yeah. A lot of times they're thicker and that's not what juice tastes like, you know? So it's a good thing, I think, where they're, if they're actually labeling as smoothies. But yeah. And it's weird too. Outside the US, I see a lot where they'll actually take smoothies and bottle them so much. Uh, I've heard it a few times here with those vending machines, how they do it here, but it's kind of common over there from people I've talked to where they yeah. blend in. And yeah, quite quite often someone will be like, oh, yeah, I juice at home with my Vitamix. Right. You know, it's like, oh, no, oh well, you know, that's kind of different. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, Okay, so and then there's some things people say. Number one, something people tell me a lot is juice, juicing creates too much waste hmm. because the process of juicing, you're intentionally extracting the water of the plant away from the flesh of the plant, right? From the insoluble fiber. So there is the pulp left over that you compost or throw away, but you're doing that intentionally so that you can consume the nutrients more densely without all the fiber, which I, I think some people forget, like, you know, that's the whole point of juicing is so that your body can absorb the nutrients without processing all that fiber. Right. And that fiber, by the way, ends up just passing through you anyway. Like even when you consume it with a smoothie, the insoluble fiber is the stuff that comes out your other end when you go to the bathroom. Um, so I, I guess I, I, I've always felt like, well, okay, fiber and you need fiber, great. Drink a smoothie. Um, I think most people get plenty of fiber in their diet. If not, then, yeah, I don't know, maybe smoothie is better for you than juice. But for me, I, I don't really see the obsession with um, getting all that extra fiber. Yeah. I, I, um, I, have a, I have a question just on the machine, just as a 
I mean, I'm a good nature consumer. I have two X1s in my shops. Um, and so my, maybe I'm wrong on this and please teach me, but my idea of, of the press on the X1 was that one, obviously it helps extract more juice out of that waste, but two, does it not add back in any more fiber than you would normally have in like, say a centrifugal juice, if that, you know, extreme pressure was not added to the bag? Did I just make that up? Like, does it bring um, any more, does the press component bring any more fiber back into the final product? No, so there's, so there's soluble fiber, which is in the juice, but a real cold press, like a good nature is specifically very good at, at extracting juice from these insoluble fibers. So there's actually less insoluble fiber in real cold press juice than like made on a centrifugal or something because in a centrifugal or in like a masticating juicer, actually more of the skins and seeds and stuff gets through into the juice. That's mm -hmm. why there's like different layers and it separates and it's right. Um, gets kind of foamy and stuff. Um, so we specifically engineered it to move as much of the fiber as possible because that gives you the most pure juice at the end, basically. Yeah. So, so just from a marketing perspective, that's really the talking point there is when, you know, I, I'm always sort of thinking that way is when you get these hard questions in the juice bar and look, I mean, we all are in the industry and just like me, I don't know every single thing about the machine, right? I just, I know yeah. what I do well, but it's, so I guess that's what you answer back with is that. Yes. The, the goal, yeah. the whole point of juicing is to remove the fiber because yes. then your body can absorb the nutrients pretty much directly into your bloodstream without going through your whole gut and processing and digesting it and all that stuff, um, which you have to do if you eat the food or consume a smoothie. Um, and also then you can end up consuming more nutrients when you juice because mm -hmm. you're removing that fiber. So like basically in a 16 ounce bottle of juice, there's like a pound and a half of produce. If you put a pound and a half of produce in a smoothie, that is a big ass smoothie. That's <laughs> like, right. yeah. you know, that's probably like a 48 ounce smoothie or something. <laughs> it's uh, uh -huh. uh, really hard. And then additionally, when you make a smoothie, you have to add liquid right, to, to blend it. Mm-hmm. So depending on what the liquid is, then you're adding all kinds of other stuff in there. I mean, if you're just adding cold pressed juice to the liquid, that's great. But a lot of people are adding like that cartonized almond milk, which has a ton of gums and mm -hmm. sugar in it. Or like uh, some people add yogurt, which can also have a ton of sugar and other stuff in it. So I, I mean that and that leads to me to the other thing people say like, oh, juice is too high in sugar. That's why I drink a smoothie which I, I think that is kind of not true either because yeah. if, if, if you're drinking a smoothie that has the same ingredients as a juice, mm -hmm. the sugar content is going to be the same. But the problem is, again, the smoothie also sometimes has some other added stuff in there. So sometimes uh, smoothies are way higher in sugar. Like uh, I think what, what, what brand is it that actually adds even sherbet to the smoothies? Big smoothie oh, chain. Yeah. Jamba yeah, juice. Jamba juice. I, mm. I think most of them do. The the real large franchise, they always got that and simple syrup. They're, they're, always hiding, they're always hiding sugar in there. Like some some places you'll see it's just fruit and yogurt, but then the yogurt's loaded mm -hmm. with sugar. Or they'll say, mm -hmm. oh, it's just fruit. And then 
um, almond milk, sometimes almond milk, slowly with sugar, or, or they'll say plus vanilla, and the vanilla ends up being like simple syrup with vanilla flavor. So it's just straight sugar, pretty much. It's just yeah. like a sugar syrup. So there's all kinds of ways to like trick people and hide sugar in smoothies, which makes it taste good. Um, but the thing about juicing is when you don't have that fiber in there, when you have the skins and seeds, it's actually very sweet. So that's why, like, if you make carrot juice, it tastes way sweeter than if you blend a carrot, right? Yeah. Because you're not getting the skin and the flesh. So that's why juicing tastes so much sweeter, so you don't have to add any kind of sweetener to it. And, like, you, you, you know, when you let people try a green juice for the first time, and they're so surprised how sweet it is because of... Yeah. You know, the apple and stuff, and it's, like, that's what it tastes like when you extract the pure juice out. You don't have all the other stuff in there. Yeah, I, it was amazing when I worked with grocery stores, and they, they're they able to just sample juices. Because you're getting customers that don't drink juice. You know, they don't go to a juice bar. They're just grocery shopping. They're just shocked by the flavor. And, and going back on kind of what you were talking about, on, like, absorbing the nutrients a lot easier... It's. I work with a lot of different labs where we send products in and they analyze the content. So I ask them tons of pedestrian questions, you know, really dumb questions, I guess. But one thing that I really got from talking with them is these actual scientists that study food is with cold-pressed juice, it's so much easier to absorb those nutrients that you can have such a small amount of vitamin A, C, or K and your body absorbs such a larger amount of that percentage-wise compared to stuff like if you take over-the-counter medicine, you know, like or those vitamin C tablets where it says like a thousand percent daily nutrients, you're not getting anywhere near a thousand. You're lucky if you get like an eighth of that probably mm -hmm. in a lot of cases, you know, just because it's a processed vitamin or or mm -hmm. something like that. So that's that's a very important aspect too. Yeah, no, yeah. That, that's exactly right. And that's like, I, that's, I, I think sometimes you have to remind people, like, that's what you're trying to do when you're creating juice is removing, like, it's intentional, you know, to remove the fiber. Yeah, and I think for juice bars listening, you know, we talk a lot about cleanses and how, at least in my opinion, that's the moneymaker. Um, and, you know, that's what can take you from an $800 day to a $1,500 day to $1,000 days if your people are walking in, walking out with cleanses. And so personally, I know that I took notes on exactly what Charlie said, but I would rewind this episode and write down exactly what he said and use that as a talking point with both your staff and your guests. Put signage up about, you know, sort of confront that issue before it comes to you, um, calling out the elephant in the room about the fiber and why, you know, we're creating a pure product here. It's helping you absorb more nutrients. That's why we recommend juicing. That's why people will often do a cleanse to give their body a break so that they can sort of push forward, give their digestive system a break. But those are real talking points that at the end of the day is one knowledge that we should all know, but two is what help us turn our knowledge into larger sales and a more profitable business is, you know, really knowing why we're doing what we're doing and how we can turn a one juice sale into a six juice sale, $55 cleanse out the door. I think that's so important. So I hope that you guys go back and take notes on that. Mm. That's a really good point. And also further to that point, I would say that specifically if you're using a good nature press versus other companies might be using centrifugal juicer behind the counter or like a masticating juicer or something. Mm -hmm. uh, good nature juicers, 
The juice, the final juice is less than 1% solids in it. So less than 1% things that aren't liquid. So like, you know, when, when the, when ginger juice settles, there's a little, um, starch or something on the bottom. Like now, all that stuff makes up less than 1% of the juice. Whereas other juicing methods can be 30%, 20% or even more. Um, so that's specifically why a real cold press juice machine that has press bags and a press is, um, has, has higher nutritional value because you are extracting 99% of the solids from it. So, um, almost you can go to that, uh, smoothie category. What's that? Sorry. <laughs> I said it's almost technically fall under that smoothie category. No, I know. Yeah. You know, so much I mean, particles. you pretty much have to strain them coming off like those angel mm -hmm. juicers or like a Nama well or something. You kind of have to like pour it through a strainer to get all this stuff out. Um, and is that part, is that part coming Charlie from, from the grinding method or from the press? So it's because of the press basically, um, when you press everything into the bag, there's like this layer, right? Mm -hmm. And as the pressure builds up, not only is the bag filtering it, but mm -hmm. then the produce itself, as you press harder, the juice starts coming from the middle of the, of the fruit, of the layer. It's actually filtering through the, the pulp. Mm -hmm. So filtering out all those little micro stuff as it's pushing through the apples and through the greens and stuff. So it actually starts filtering itself. And that's why it will, in the beginning, like if you're pressing green juice, the first juice you'll see is very green. And then at the end, it's almost clear. Mm -hmm. It's because the juice from the middle is coming out through everything else, getting like ultra filtered. Um, and that's why sometimes people that switch to a real cold press will complain that it's like, oh, it's not as green as like my masticating juicer. It's like, well, yeah, because there's not as much stuff in there, not as much... Um, pieces of little leaves and yeah. other, other flesh in there and stuff. So. Yeah, I actually saw that question recently on the Facebook page. So that's mm. good that you talked about that. And I always like tell my associates too, like make sure that when you're doing a big batch that you're stirring as you're bottling. Because I think what happens is a lot of people, they dump, you know, they, they grab the juice from off the press and then they start bottling it. And so their very first juices look very different than their very last juices if they're not stirring uh, as right. they're bottling. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Mix like if you're doing 30 bottles, mm -hmm. mix all the whole batch together. Like even if you're pressing five times or 10 times, mix all 10 batches together into one big thing yeah. and, and then bottle. Yeah. And then bottle. And then for me, as I bottle, I always have a really um, large Stern. whisk and I like sort of whisk every two or three bottles as I'm bottling so that, you know, it doesn't start separating and you don't get a super green juice on one end and then, you know, a lot of apple on the last or likewise, if it's a, you know, really um, detox has a lot of spice in it, like a lot of ginger or cayenne. Sometimes I'll know if they didn't stir it, if I get one and I'm like, holy tamale, like that was pure <laughs> cayenne. For there. sure. For sure. So just a little. Yeah. Pro tip yeah and there's some items like that specifically, like cayenne yeah. or ginger and stuff that mm -hmm. really likes to settle out and can make a huge difference. Um, so definitely keep mixing. Yeah. Um, okay. Some other things on my list here. All right, we can also talk about juicing as a grab-and-go item versus smoothies. Like, one big advantage of juice over smoothies as a business is that you can bottle it and sell it as a grab-and-go item, whereas it becomes difficult with a smoothie. Although, I've heard 
you know, we've had people call in previously and say they're bottling smoothies. Um, so I don't know. You guys have any thoughts on that? I haven't tested that, Chef. Have you? It it kind of works for the thinner stuff, mm-hmm. the thinner smoothies. But I I just don't I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I just I don't I just have a reason. Like, I just don't like it. Because <laughs> I'm a lot of times like my if you're adding a frozen element or ice or something, it's gonna settle. <laughs> You know, yeah. when it starts warming up slightly right, and it's going to sure. separate and it's going to be kind of weird when you shake it up and drink it. You know, it's not because yeah. the, the the greatest thing about a smoothie is like it's it's cold. It's refreshing with the elements, you know, and you're kind of losing all that when you bottle it. Yeah. Now, those bottled smoothies at the store like Odwalla, Naked Juice, and oh, yeah. you said Suja has some. Um but they also process those so much it's with emulsifiers yeah. and stuff, which is why they don't separate. I mean, they're heat pasteurized. Mm-hmm. They're adding emulsifiers and all kinds of stuff so that they stay looking nice in the bottle and keep that consistency. But I think most of our clients aren't doing that, obviously, at their juice bar, and nor should they be. No, I will say that I have seen juice bars um, not using a cold-pressed juice, using a centrifugal juicer, juice to try to get ahead of a line juice pour that juice in a smoothie cup with a lid and then put that in a grab and go fridge i do not recommend that personally Mm. um that's actually the juice bar that i took over the space in charlotte that's what they were doing is they were juicing then to get through the line they were because people didn't want to wait for their juice they put it in a smoothie cup put it in the fridge and then you would take out this like tepid juice that was yeah. in a cup it would have already separated you can't shake it um and it's like it's neither one nor the other it's like it's this weird conundrum of like two different concepts in one i didn't like it at all so <laughs> i don't i'm a team one or the other like give me a yeah, frozen I, smoothie I just, or give me a cold uh, juice yeah can can we just say for the record that smoothies are like per order let's just say that <laughs> that smoothies are made per order is that what you said yeah like smoothies yeah. to me those are a great item to make on the fly per yeah. order yes. um it's not that hard either i mean you have frozen fruit you have your blenders and whatever it's it's like a yeah. pretty good product for that business model you know <laughs> yeah whereas cold pressed juice if you're pressing juice it's pretty hard to do made to order um but that juicing is so great as a product that is in your cooler and bottles you know it stays good for days and days and um it's just product that lends itself better to that i think that's all i got does anyone have any other thoughts on smoothies versus juice no i i think i mean that last point too it's it's kind of like restaurants you know when you're planning out stations or dishes you bring everything to a point where you can execute that with speed, but if it affects the end product, you're not going to do it, mm-hmm. you know? So like the smoothies, go ahead, portion your smoothies if that's going to help you out, but just have the product there. And if you're blending them all, storing them in uh, reaching fridge for customers that haven't ordered it yet, it's going to affect the flavor and you shouldn't do it. All right. Yeah. 
just not the right product for that. Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay, so my my final thoughts on this: <clears throat> if you'd like to educate yourself more on how to talk about juicing to your customers that have these type of questions and maybe try to push back about juicing versus smoothies. Um, I'll put the link in the show notes, but goodnature.com slash difference. We really break it down step-by-step and talk about the difference between a real two-stage juice press, like a good nature machine versus other methods. Um, And you can sort of educate your staff on how how to handle these questions. I'd highly recommend that. And if you have any questions, shoot us an email at radio at goodnature.com. Or you can uh, schedule a call with Ari and Olivia at goodnature.com slash radio. There's a nice form there for you. And uh, we'll see you all next time. Thanks. Bye, guys. Peace. Bye. It's another Friday. This week I did it my way. I made lots of juice. And now I feel a boost. Baby, say, oh, it's the way I make my juice. Pressing fruits and roots. This week I did it my way Baby say oh Now let's have some fun There is nothing greater Than Fridays at Good Nature